0: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Something is brewing in the HNC Workshop, a brand new podcast to tantalize and terrify the eardrums. Introducing Miscreation. Each episode is a brand new horror audio drama performed by a talented cast of actors at the ACAS studio in London, with our very own editor Carl Hughes providing that special noise source. We'd like to play a quick preview of the new show for you listeners in 3, 2,
1: 1. Witness our miscreation. I've seen people go down that tunnel and no one has ever returned. Miscreation. Who's there?
0: Who the fuck's there?
1: Each episode, a new horror audio drama. This right here is the real deal. The three-in-one knife for slicing, dicing, mixing. Coming fourth of April. Search Miscreation on iTunes, Spotify, or ACast. I read about this one guy who killed his girlfriend and kept it from her family and friends for months. Help! <gasps> oh God!
0: hope You're now looking forward to Miscreation. The new show launches on the 4th of April and will be available on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. But for now, back to the other stories. Today's episode is The Trawler's Son, written by Mitchell J. Cook and narrated by Justin Fife.
1: My father always warned me of the seals taking men in storms. When the storm took him, I did. What had to be done. Waves crashed on port and starboard, tossed the vessel to and fro. Joining the dance, my stomach lurched and gurgled a song of great sickness. I couldn't stand the feeling anymore. I made for the side, threw my head over and released the remains of the day's breakfast. My father, quick and strong, collared me and pulled my body back from the rails. Never, and I mean never, go out to the edge in a storm like this, he warned. It is better you splash the deck than the seals take you. He often talked about the seals, though I wasn't ever quite sure what he meant. Seals always seemed to be friendly creatures, much like dogs, but smoother and wetter. Still, I had to trust him. He is my father, after all. I retired to my quarters to try and rest while the storm thrashed itself out. I must have fallen to sleep as I woke to the sound of panicked screams. My God! they cried. He's gone over! I creaked my door ajar to remain unnoticed. I peered around the corner for a glimpse. I could see the skipper and a couple of deckhands looking over the railing. I closed the door shut again, thinking it best to stay out of the way. Dad would come and get me when it was safe to come out, I thought. A lifetime passed before there was a knock on my door. It was the skipper. I'd never seen him with so sad a look before, although he wasn't exactly a happy-looking man to begin with. I've got some bad news for you, son. The storm got pretty wild out there, and your old man went over the rails. We tried to bring him back in, but lost him to the tides. Despite the still waters, my stomach lurched and gurgled once more. I dropped to my knees and heaved, but nothing came. My stomach, like my chest, was empty. I was only young, but I didn't cry. I remember that much. A man never cries. That's what my dad says. Said. A man is strong and brave and looks after his family. We're shorn up in a day or so. Get some rest. The skipper gave me a fleeting glance, then averted his gaze to the floor. He left my quarters without another word. We shored up, and the skipper put an arm around my shoulder. You'll grow to be a fine man, like your father. But right now, you need to be strong for your mother. We disembarked, and I saw her there, dressed in her Sunday finery, waiting for us to return. She smiled a brilliant smile made from hundreds of pearls. She waved so hard her arm looked as though it may come loose and hurtle away. She looked at me, and called a sweet cheer of greeting. Her eyes, once joyous, turned to glass as she noted my father's absence. Where is he? She asks. Where's my husband? The skipper looks down, and takes off his hat. I'm sorry. There was a storm. He, He didn't make it. My mother fell to her knees, her body heaving with sobs. I put my arms around her, but she took no notice. I needed to be strong for her. Huge rocking cries left my mother's body, like the sounds of a hundred cats yowling with grief. I was glad when two more women came over to comfort my mother. I was set to be the man of the family now, but I was just a boy. I had no idea what to say to a woman who had lost her husband. After all, I had lost my father, too. The deckhands must have seen the lost look in my eyes as they ushered me towards the local pub. Though only a boy, I was familiar with the pub. My father was the greatest dartsman there. He even had a tattoo of a dartboard on his arm. Drinks got drained and stories swapped about the kind of man my father was. A good man, a strong man, an honest man. People seemed to think well of him, which reassured me. I decided to pipe up and asked the men a question. My father used to warn me of the seals when we were on deck. What did he mean? The conversation stopped dead, and a cold feeling fell on the crew. Everyone looked to everyone else, and no one breathed a word. Only the skipper spoke. Son, the seals are a myth, a trawler's tale. They say that if you go over, the seals might well save you, but they might well take you too. I wasn't sure what to expect when I asked, but I don't think it was that. I decided to say no more on the matter and left the men to their drinks. Stealing off into the night, I wandered around the town in hopes of some more forthcoming company. I recalled hearing talk of an aged sailor dubbed Old Salty. They called him that for both the length of time spent on the water and his coarse demeanor. He should be able to help shed some light on exactly what the seals were. I began my search in the back alleys, hunting for the old man. Doorways, nooks, and crannies, all empty. I continued my search into the small hours of the morning. The creeping dawn shimmered gold in the reflection of the water. Then I saw him. Feet dipped in the morning waves. A beard of pure silver and a hat bitten by moth so far that it was more whole than hat. I crept up, hoping not to disturb him. I knew he might have some answers, the ones I needed, but he seemed so peaceful. With a gruff cough, he turned to look at me. Not planning to push me in, are you? He said with a grim smile. No, sir. Good, I'd be a damn um, waste of a sunrise. He looked back over the water. My dad died, I blurted out, unsure why. I mean, he was a trawler too. I, I trailed off. Old Salty grunted, but did not turn to face me again. He used to warn me of the seals. Do you know what that means? He grunted again, but he turned to face me this time. Seals, he whispered. Damn the seals. He took a deep breath and stood up on the jetty. Walk with me, son. We started back up the docks. The Scots called them Selki, but here we know them as seals. The seals are monsters. They can hide as people when they take off their skins. They'll kill you or keep you. Don't believe the lies about saving. They live in packs and feed on lost fishermen. That is, unless they take a shine to you. But that ain't too common. He paused and adjusted his hat. If you find one, the best thing you can do is kill it. They're monsters and need dealing with. He put his hands on my shoulders so I faced him. If your dad went over, he's gone. If the ocean didn't get him, the seals did, and that's all there is to it. Without another word, he turned away and left. I knew what I had to do. We shipped out in two days headed out to the same patch that my dad went over. I had to prepare. I had to kill the seals. I stormed home with determination and went straight up to my father's room. In his wardrobe was a lockbox. I knew the key was in the top drawer of the dresser. I unlocked the box and retrieved the roll of hunting knives. My dad kept the knives here to keep me safe from them. But I knew. Now I had my arsenal. I had my mission. I waited. I plotted. We were set to leave from our hometown docks soon and make a single pit stop on the east side of Ireland. There I would search for a partner in my hunt for seals. No one at home would help me. The community was too close-knit. Word would get back to my mother. The day of the departure came. I woke with the sun, threw my bag over my shoulder, and left the house after blowing a kiss to my mother. I headed down to the docks for boarding. I met up with the skipper at the port and greeted him with a smile and a wave nothing amiss here i loaded up onto the boat and we departed the next few days passed with no surprises exactly how i wanted them to before long we anchored down and loosened the trawl a successful day of netting and we left the shore in ireland as we approached the docks i began to feel dizzy and sick The weight of my undertaking began to hit me, and I wondered if I had it in me to take a life. With a soft thunk, we shored up. I disembarked and headed with the crew into the town. Of course, the first stop was the market. Here, we sold the catch to local merchants. This made up the bulk of a sailor's wage. On the way back, we would fish again and take the catch home. After the market, we headed for the tavern. As the crew went in, I turned down an alley to give them the slip. I headed back towards the docks and paid a local to borrow his rowboat and a map of the local area. I set off, following the shoreline round to a clearing, and checked the map. About a mile off the coastline, there was a set of caves. Here is where I would start my search. I rowed with every ounce of my strength, and before I knew it, I had hit the caves. I pulled the boat to shore and tucked it by some rocks for safekeeping. I started into the caves with only a small lantern to guide me. My father's knife lay sheathed on my belt, ready to be drawn in a moment's notice. I've been practicing. As I drew further into the caves, I began to smell a pungent odor, unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. It smelled hot and wet. My footsteps echoed around the walls of the cave. I don't recall when it started, but a set of offbeat echoes joined the chorus. I jolted around and drew my knife, towering over me, a monstrous seal. Eyes wide, teeth bared, it let out a low roar. In one swift motion, I thrust my knife up, slicing the belly of the beast. With a scream, it fell to the ground. Its body landed with a soft thud, and lay still. Shadows danced around the cave as my lantern rocked back and forth. I crouched down to take a closer look at the slain creature. The skin parted either side of the wound. I could see inside old salty's words echoed in my mind they can hide his people when they take off their skins that was what he'd said to me i took my knife and parted the skin further to my surprise it slipped off with ease my heart sank as the coat pulled further to reveal an all too familiar sight a tattoo of a dartboard on the left arm with my heart pounding i ran back to the boat it was nowhere to be seen The collective roars of what sounded like a hundred seals came hurtling out of the mouth of the cave. A man is strong and brave and looks after his family. I gripped my knife and went back into the fray.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Trawler Sun was written by Mitchell J. Cook, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Chris Lebriski. And Tom Robson. Something's brewing in the HC workshop. We've got a brand new podcast to tantalize and terrify the eardrums. Introducing Miscreation. Each episode is a brand new horror audio drama performed by a talented cast of actors at the ACAST studio in London, with our very own editor Carl Hughes, providing a special noise source. I'd like to play a quick taster of the new show for you listeners. Right about now.
1: Witness our miscreation. <laughs> I've seen people go down that tunnel and no one has ever returned. Miscreation. Who's there? Who the fuck's there? Each episode, a new horror audio drama. This right here's the real deal. The three-in-one knife, for slicing, dicing, mixing. Coming 4th of April. Search Miscreation on iTunes, Spotify, or Acast. I read about this one guy who killed his girlfriend and kept it from her family and friends for months. (gasps) Oh,
0: God! If you'd like to listen to more, you can hear a little bit more over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Or alternatively, you can wait till the 4th of April when the show will go live on iTunes, Spotify, and your favourite podcast app. Until next time.